Chasing the crap podcast. Yeah, can you hear me, dude? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, we can see you. Yeah. All good, Jeremy. Thanks. <laughs> Safe, man, All wicked. Good. Thanks for coming on. Welcome to Facing the Crowd. Fuck yeah, it's Facing the Crowd, man. It's <laughs> great to have you on. This is Hobo. I'm Perk. Sometimes we forget to even say that's people. Yeah, we do, yeah, more often than not. But then we're not important. <laughs> <laughs> You're more important than us. <laughs> without without you guys, we can't do this. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. You know, it's been... It's been a pretty busy time but at the same time for us. We've, we've had quite a few things going on. Cool. So, yeah. But, fresh fresh yeah. from download, I see. Yeah, yeah. That, still that, buzzing. That, still buzzing yeah, that, bit, that looked know? killer. What was that like? It was insane. It was, was absolutely it, insane. Was that, would you headlining, like, was that the Thursday night? There was a takeover thing. What was, what was it? it? it, it it used to be the Thursday night, the takeover, but now because the festival almost has got bigger mm. to some degree and they're extending it to four days, so they put they pushed it. They've added another day. So now we played on the Wednesday oh, right. and it was open air. It was open yeah, air. Yeah, I saw that. So so it was there was about um it was about ninety eight percent capacity full oh, for sweet. us. It was absolutely insanity. Yeah, like, mate. <laughs> it was mental. We got a few big, big uh, walls of death, and we got everybody sitting down, and then yeah. you know the jumping shit, and um, it was constantly just mosh pit just throughout the whole set. It was just insane. Like the, the reception that we had was just like whoa, like well, we couldn't we we couldn't believe it really at the you know we couldn't really comprehend it. Like we were like fuck, it, this is insane, man. You know, and people coming with the t-shirts and. And all that, and we were seeing it, and it was just—it was amazing, man. It's almost like a little dream that you always wanted to achieve with a band, you know. And then you want to see something successful come through, you know. I mean, not that we've done loads of other stuff, but I think download was was a nice highlight, you know. It was a bit—it's like you've been grafting the band, you know. We're not that old, but we've still been hitting it very hard, and um, you know, seeing something like download, you know, for the people to vote for us and us being the headliners. And seeing such a great um, line lineup as well, and you know, I'm, I'm for the whole night and day and all that to go so successful, it was absolutely blinding. It was so so good. So it's hello turf, right? I mean, Donington, man. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get much more metal than that, right? Exactly, man. You know, what I mean, it, it was it was insane. I mean, yeah, we we've had loads of pictures of people with their faces completely, but like scraped off their faces from smashing themselves from <laughs> ground surfing into the ground wow. yeah. we've had all sorts man like uh yeah we yeah you got everybody pretty... when they were fresh mate first <laughs> yeah. night like, all, like yeah exactly we yeah we, we totally we got them beard fresh. up yeah yeah and and by the time we went on everybody was a bit you know what i mean like we went on at nine nine thirty or something like that. so by then you know it was like whoa it was like fucking hell this is this is rocking yeah, no, well pleased yeah. for you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. 
What an achievement. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, hope you play next year. I'm planning on going next year, so let's yeah. hope you play next year. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll, the next thing will be trying trying to get into the actual, you know, main section of, of, of the festival um, will be will be great. I mean, the, the, the one, the, the woman that put the takeover, you know, she said it's, it was, you know, she was very impressed and she's hardly seen uh, headliners like that, you know, rocking that, that hard and the people's reaction and hopefully um, she will make a... They will pass us on, and maybe we can play the festival at a later stage. We'll aim for that. One day we will get it. We'll amazing, get it. amazing. So, did you get to stay for the whole weekend or anything like that? Did you get like tickets and hang around? I or? stayed. I stayed for the night, and then um, the next day I came back. I just had I had a really important meeting to come back. I'm I'm getting old now, so I had to, <laughs> I had to come back all the way to London. Like really, the like. I didn't want to come. I was just driving like, shit, fuck this, man. Like, I called the one, but I had to. It was one of those things that benefits my career. And I yeah. had to do it. If not, I would have completely fucked my career up completely from it. So I had to do it. The good thing was that I managed to do download and I managed to play. You know, I went up later and did some press and stuff um, mm. on the Saturday again. But um, I partied a bit and all that and then came back like, pure depressed like oh god that was so good that oh, was post gig come down in and out yeah yeah exactly exactly you guys yeah. have played um bloodstock as well haven't you you did bloodstock was that last year we we did it two years ago on the soul oh, two years ago yeah the soapy stage yeah it was, it was fucking blinding i mean bloodstock is you know a festival that is close to my heart and um you know i, t- I consider them as family and you know we've always supported them with my other older bands and stuff and from ted mold days you know we used to play there and and um what year did you play there with ted mold that rings a bell with ted mold yeah with ted mold we played the um i think we did the first the very first bloodstock or the not the first one the second one or the third one i think we did with the berserker we were main main support to the berserker um at the time my band and, um, played in 2003. I wonder if that was the same year you played because the name I think so. I think it was that some something right. like that it was pretty yeah early. It was completely different. It was like a big tent. It was almost like a tent. Right, right. Oh no, a when big, we like, but, white. when we played, it was in the um, Derby Assembly Rooms. Oh shit! Yeah, 2003. I think, I think it was the first. It was. I think it was the second or third one. It was uh, before yeah. it was out. It was before it was outdoor. Yeah, Parad- Paradise yeah. Lost played and Nightwish played and uh, that's Saxon played and that's all I remember really. Yeah, I don't think we did the first. Definitely not the first one, but I think I think it could have been the third one or even the f- fourth one at most. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Bloodstock is 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 always amazing for us. And you know, the first time when we played the Sophie stage, I was absolutely blinding for us. But this time we, we we're going back. We're going back to and. To the main stage, so we open in the Friday with the main stage. So sweet, that, that's going to that, be awesome for be, you guys. It should be do, yeah, it should be dope, man. And um, we're really looking forward to we, you know, trying to adjust the set, make it a bit more painful, more <laughs> more <laughs> shocking, painful, yeah, and um, take it to the next level. Yeah, oh, are yeah, you guys nice. going? No, I, I've never done Bloodstock. I've done Download and On Into Monsters of Rock so many times. I even had a ticket to go to the one you just played. Like two years ago, didn't we? And uh, 
and then it just rolled over and rolled over again and then people was like oh, i can't do it now and, I was like, and then we ended up just like dropping all the tickets there was like seven of us we got refunds and then we didn't bother going but yeah, yeah. Uh, i might yeah. be going one of my mates is, reckons he's getting free tickets because he done he does like um he does like campaigns on the internet for different bands and he just done um campaign for mashaga um oh. and apparently they've given him like guest passes for bloodstock so he was like do you want to come with me because like out of all his mates i'm like the only one who's really into metal so i was like well, you get that yeah, i'll probably that. come with you well, <laughs> well, you, you, should come, you should definitely come hey buddy <laughs> hey buddy i like my sugar <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you should definitely come red methods playing in the main stage man come come down it's, oh. it's gonna be a show well, <laughs> I, I, I saw you guys because you actually played with with hobo down at a marine metal south end chinneries and oh, you played with, yeah, you so you headlined and you had 500. And yeah. that's when I first ever heard of 500 and Red Method saw you guys down there. Oh, I've been, been on the beer all day. And then, then, oh, really? then there was 500 and Red Method in a row. I was absolutely blown away by yeah. it. He don't even mention oh, my I even, bought, I even got your uh, four to six CD at that gig. Got it in there. Oh, mate. shit. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Thank it. you so much. Yeah, loved it. That's dope, man. Amazing. Oh, shit. That's I so feel good. I've I've felt bad ever since because I couldn't watch you play because we had to get all our gear back to this studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was still in there, not in a, not in a band, watching the bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times, like. and I, it's it's if you don't download, can't come down, man. We all we open in the state, the main stage, but um, it should be really good. Um, sorry, Bloodstock, sorry on <laughs> on the Friday, but we're opening the whole thing up, so. Should be. Oh, you're kind of making me want to be there. Man. Yeah, I don't even know his plane. Can you get day tickets? I just go for the day and just get battered. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, could be, be good, good man. So, what, what other shows you got coming up? You got loads coming up. We've got we're playing Manchester Rebellion with uh, Chrysilia, our, our mates uh, Chrysilia, um, with them, and then we also play in uh, what is it? Uprising Festival, which should be good with Orange Goblin. Oh, sweet. Um, Diamond Heads the following Saturday. Then after that one, we're doing UK Tech Fest. We also got the main stage for that as well this year. Everyone, uh, I've never been, but everybody, everybody I know says like it's one of the greatest festivals to go to. Like it, it's just yeah. got like, such a family vibe, and yet you know everything's really cool. But it's really cool bands as well, isn't it? You Tech know? Fest. Yeah. yeah. I saw I saw the um the thing on your Insta about that. Yeah. Good lineup. Absolutely. Or, Orange Goblin. Why aren't you playing with Orange Goblin? I saw those at Hard Rock Hell last November. They headlined the last night. Orange Goblin. Outstanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, loved killer, it. Killer. Loved it. Lo- I love that band. And just the first part, time I'd saw, boys, seen them. First time I'd seen them and I was like, oh, this is so really? good. They've so been good. going on for years. years oh, God. Well. Yeah. They've been going forever, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I know Ben, and you know that we used to play with Ted Moore back in the day with them when Ted Moore came out. They were already out, you know, and fucking, you know, that was years ago. Um, so oh, 20 years at least, 20 years at least. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and Tech Fest, it's, it's again, it's another like family festival, you know. I know uh, Simon very well, um, the organizer, and you know, he, he does it very, very, he puts a lot of effort into it and always wants like a community from it at the same time. and you know, you get a lot of amazing bands there, uh, bands that people don't really hear that yeah. are just unbelievable. Just like ooh, all these twiggly little, <laughs> you know what I mean? Technical things that you're like, what the fuck's going on here? You know? But I mean, I mean, some people have heard it, some people haven't, but you know, the, the quality of the bands are amazing, you know? 
Yeah, and yeah. it's a good vibe of, you know, it's a good vibe. So the festival has a good, you know, when you walk into a festival, you can feel the vibe and all that. And it, it's another one that has a great vibe, you know. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are working on new material, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that yeah, going? We, 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 that's going, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We were recording with Scott Atkins, um, Grindstone Studios. He's done Amona Mouth, um, Monuments, and Cradle of Filth all the time. He's a big, he's a big, very well known producer, one of the best in the UK. And we've, I've always stuck with him. And we did my band before Red Method was Metastasis. We recorded with them, with him. And then since then, I kind of stick to him. You know, the first album of Red Method was done with him as well. And then we're going, we've gone back already with him for the second record. So this, this, um, we've recorded drums already. We've done bass, but we've had to kind of stop because we, we, we almost, we paused it just because of all the festivals and all the gigs that we, it was impossible working and fucking going up and recording, you know, the album is a big album as well. It's going to have about 14 tracks on it. So it's not like eight songs or seven songs, you know, it, it's, it's quite a, a big, and the songs are big songs as well. Yeah. So it, it's, it's taking a bit more time, you know, we've, We've kind of modified everything. It's it's more t- it's it's heavier, it's faster, it's more melodic, it's darker, it's more emotional. It's it's more of everything, really. The the it's what Red Method really is going to represent is is this new record, you know. And uh, we're cool. making damn sure that it's going to hit all these kind of um, center points, I guess, to get everybody in in the right moment. I think when it when it comes out, it should it should hopefully, you know, be I think people hope and hope people will like it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, the last yeah. album's fantastic. So, you know, Thank it's you. all good. Yeah. Mate. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we Thank had the, um, the, yeah, the uh, reworks one on when we were driving over again, re- the rework. Oh, really? One. Yeah. yeah. Totally what was different, the inspiration like, for that? Totally uh, different vibe. Sorry, so cool. What was the inspiration behind that? Well, because we, you know, when Red Method came out, it was really, a lot of the songs I had at the beginning um, from my, my prior band, Metastasis, it was very uh, industrial, electronic based. So when we started Red Method, obviously, um, you know, the, we, you know that, that kind of style almost continued to some degree. You know, I, I love electronic music. I love, I love, um, 90, I like dark electronic music. Um, yeah. Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, Marilyn Manson, Antichrist, Superstar, that kind of stuff. And you know, that really twisted, kind of warped kind of sounds. Um, FX Twin and so uh, Prodigy. And so so we, you know, so I, as writing the songs, I added a lot of keyboards, a lot of keyboards and, you know, atmospheric and, you know, darker industrial kind of metallic twisted, a lot of twisted sounds in it. And then once we finished them with a the record, you know, we I wrote there were so many stems that were written that at the time um our old keyboard player um Alex from the Defiled, you know, he 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 I gave him all the stems and he was like, Oh, I could, you know, I could do a, a reworks from this. There's so much stuff already, you know, that you've done already for it. And almost, you know, he started working on it and doing a few things and we started to compile ideas together. And we said, you know, let's do something a bit different, like you know, like Matt, like white zombie did where they used to really you know really they released an album where it was metal and then sex or sister was all kind of techno and weird yeah. shit and you know and then we thought yeah why not you know we we end that kind of 
industrial kind of metal genre why not we do something a bit out there instead of just going again to another metal album you know what i mean and yeah we've got we've got we've got a we've got surprises i think in the future there'll be a lot of different things that we want to put we don't want to stick with just one style of music not not that the main songs are going to be you know very heavy and and all that but we want to also experiment different avenues we don't want to stick to one thing maybe one day i'll do something acoustic you know like Mm. you know along the lines of alice in chain for red method uh, probably um maybe it's maybe i started already god knows but um you know it, it it it's uh yeah i think it's good to I think I like bands when they they diverse and they change, you know, and they're developing. If not, it it becomes, you know, and no matter how the how good the band is, like Meshuga for me, they're the kings, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, but you know, I if I still miss something from that band, which is you know, if if they did something slightly different, but maybe it wouldn't work with Meshuga, Um, you know. So I don't know, but I guess we're more a bit more alternative in terms of that we we have a bit more diversity in terms of the style of we can we can fluctuate through different kind of styles a lot yeah, and we can yeah. i mean the, 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 the rework the rework album did work yeah <laughs> i mean it, it was it's great because yeah. you, you listen to it it's totally totally different music at, at points and then you hear like like solid hints of of the original tracks in it and it's like sort of makes exactly, you smile yeah. doesn't it? it makes you smile like, oh that's the, yeah, 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 the yeah. little passage from that song you know and then you just yeah i think it absolutely. was great yeah 100 yeah it's like absolutely. um it's like like the death you know the deftones thing with like um with with uh, white pony and they did that black stallion disc which was like absolutely remix. completely different nothing sounded like it was it was yeah. great anyway i think yeah, yeah. i think it's great when bands really sort of like um you know sort of think outside the box and do things like that you know yeah, yeah. white zombie yeah. white zombie wasn't that super swinging sounds that was yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember so, sorry that. sorry yeah it's super yeah. sexy swinging sounds yeah. instead of so all those because we're obviously like the same stuff from the same era back in the day i'd have nine inch yeah. now's ministry and all that and exactly know, nine inch now's remix and like broken and fix the eps yeah they're just outstanding, aren't they? Oh, amazing, so, amazing stuff. It. Yeah, and fix, I, you know, fix, the, it just goes mental, doesn't it? It's just like nine inch now, and then it just goes fucking mental. <laughs> mental totally versions not. of it, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. And you know, it, 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 I'm I'm a very nineties, you know, metal person. Really, I'm more about the nineties, really. And to a certain degree, I think you can hear it in Red Method. You know, I mean, that kind of, you know, more that big groove of that, those kind of really twisted, dark times where music was. I believe at its best, really, in yeah. in in getting the purity of 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 you know of people's really emotion twisted minds really really push across. I think a lot of the music these days, and I'm not saying anything. You know, I think today you've got amazing music as well, but it almost gets washed a lot and it's a bit mm. oversaturated. Everything sounds very similar. Yeah, and very. Everybody either does, you know, they really or technical with a bit of nasal nose, you know what I mean? Uh, cleans, or they do then a very heavy with ultra blast beats. And it needs, the, yeah, I, I want to hear that kind of, you know, kind of the, the whole spectrum, you know? The like, groove, man, that kind of groove yeah, the, metal yeah, thing, Yeah, the man. groove, and then really Power. heavy bits. And, you know, so, I mean, you know, not to mention, but Slipknot did it really well, you know, on the, mm. the first two records, you know, for, for, you know, those are masterpieces for us. But, you know, I guess uh, Deftones are first albums as well. But yeah, it's about, I guess, changing, you know. We, yeah. we will always keep it really, really dark, whatever we do, as dark as we can. And... 
and see yeah, if we can improve ourselves each time. <laughs> if we can. That's what it's about, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you write music for yourself as a musician and as a band, so you always want to push yourself, don't you? So. Absolutely, absolutely. If not, if not you, I, you get a bit bored as well. No? If you just stay with the same thing. You know, I, I used to be, I am still am the biggest fan of the heaviest death metal, like Origin, Hate Eternal. That is my Bayside, you know. I, I did some vocals for Bayside once before I covered Glenn Benton. Mm. That was my life. That was death metal, Morbid Angel, you know, Hate Eternal, Origin, um, you know, Cephalic Panage, we've toured with them. Th- those were like kind of like the heaviest shit ever. And we used to play all the time. My other band, Ted Moore, we were just pure death metal. And, you know, I'm, but you, you get, I, you know, when it's, I, it's, maybe it's just me, but I get a bit bored of it. I need something like a mix of genres and stuff to make it a bit more, you know, sexual. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. You know, like we've mentioned Mashugra a few times. I mean, I love him, but I couldn't listen to him for like three hours, you know. Exactly, it would, it would you know. Kill I mean? me, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I need some melody in there and stuff as well, you know. Sometimes. So totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're the best band and live. They're just insane. They're the, you know, for me, they're one of the best bands and and riff and song wise and riff wise. But yeah, you know what I mean. It, it becomes a bit monotonous when you when it's constantly playing all all the time. I think in in the you know the, the human soul needs a bit of you know emotion and soul to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. But, put it across raw raw emotion is important to get across um through the music man and um, that's something that we try i'm trying very hard to get it all out in this record is just put every last drop of raw emotion in it you know very raw 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 stuff you know mm. something that I, I i miss from the 90s from that kind of you know 90s kind of music you know with obviously in in the day that we live in and you know knowing all the factors and tricks and sounds that we have today to make things sound better, but keep that kind of raw emotion, you know, takes, real takes and stuff like that. Oh, so, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I think a lot of people rely on too much studio magic these days, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes it's nice just to, you know, just to just to pl- plug a Les Paul into an amp and see what happens, you know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know. And and that's why, you know, you almost you almost fall always, fans keep on falling in this category, I guess, and it's over, a bit oversaturated with sounds and almost everything sounds very similar to each yeah. other before. I don't know, but uh, you know, not to, I don't know, maybe it's just me because that was my era. But when you used to hear bands in the, in the nineties, you know, they used to be so distinctive one yeah. to each other. You oh, know, 100%. like the system of a down came out. It was just like, what the fuck is this? Like <laughs> so different, you know I mean? Corn yeah. and, you know I mean? They had similarities, but you could tell what band was what back in yeah. the day, you know? Yeah, totally, very totally. And like, very yeah, originality. Like- some of the like the whole sort of like you say the whole metalcore scene now there's like six six million bands that sound identical you know it's yeah I think it's very hard now for a band to sort of step out and and be different and and to sound different from everything else you know yeah yeah you're you're absolutely right absolutely right the thing is that technology has made it also has made us lazier to some degree and made and um, has made everything sound better to also yeah you know and. I guess it's a fine balance of having the both of them, you know, but yeah, it's hard. It's, it's harder these days, I guess, to identify originality in, in music. Um, I guess. Yeah. Totally. How often do you, do you get into writing your lyrics, Jeremy? Did you, is it like a constant thing, constant thoughts of 
pissed off about this, pissed off about that, or thinking about this situation or that situation. Do, 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 are you are you always writing lyrics? Are you? Yeah. Are you, yeah are you, not, is it an everyday thing? No, not not always. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I I I write the music of Red Method, so I write the riffs, um, and I and I write the songs with um uh, the first record. I did pretty much most of it. The second record also with Quinton as well with our um Quinton the guitarist. He's done it a lot, and then we've all kind of chipped in from different areas, um, doing other bits. But I almost write the music first. And once I, music I first. the music, I do I do the music first. And as I'm doing the music, yes, of course, melodies are popping into my head, and I just I do notes, I do rough notes of it, and just leave it there. But almost until I don't have a big bulk of songs, then I don't obviously. I to do lyrics, I need to take myself down to hell, like so deep down. I, it's almost like peeling an an onion, and I need to peel the first layer, and then that's not good enough. I got to peel the other one. And it might be I've <laughs> drunk a whole bottle of vodka and, and whiskey and I've destroyed everything in my inner bodies already and I'm trying to peel deeper to get down there and I finally get there and I might just take a week or two off just in hell literally in hell oh it's about it's insanity <laughs> and, and then and then come out from it and be depressed for like nearly a month saying, oh my god I can't go there that deep again wow. but then I've got something it, it happened to me only recently with the new record I started writing lyrics and uh, you know I had to go deeper and deeper and deeper and yeah I, I did all sorts of things to get to down there but and then it <laughs> took me a long time to get out of that hellhole right. basically but okay. I had to go there to be able to really, really take myself and get through that, you know, um, to go to that deepness of negativity <laughs> and positivity. It was almost like my therapies. <laughs> but, yeah, um, wow. Where'd you get yeah, your inspiration same, at same, from? At the same time, I do write notes. Like you said, I do maybe some, some phrases come into my head and I do write in my phone or, or I, I send myself a voice note, you know what I mean? Like, same whatever and then i revisit these kind of things yeah so so sorry i missed your last um oh yeah and i was just asking where do you get like um a lot of your inspiration from is it from all different places or yeah i mean a lot of it i mean for the sick was is almost like a catalog of 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 human events that have you know almost created trauma in my life you know and you know and things that i was really close that are no longer there like my you know people that i loved and seeing you know family members going through you know um, a dementia and you know putting myself in there and really really you know living that um we had songs about sort of suicide a friend of mine that committed suicide so it's very i guess hard you know personal but it's it's similar as well there's a lot of personal things but there's also we're talking a bit more, I guess, of society in general, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the war that's, that happened, you know, that's, you know, some topics of that. I can't say everything yet, but there's also some topics of, you know, how um, the media and um, technology has actually separated us as, hum- as, as humans, you know, mm-hmm. and we're almost progressing into something that we're still developing into that we don't know, you know, from we're lacking of human contact and all this is, you know, the, how is things are affecting. So I guess we're, we're, we're tackling a few different things among in general in society as well. 
Mm. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of material, isn't there? There's something to piss you off every single day you wake up, isn't there? <laughs> these yeah. these yeah. days, you know what I mean? If you look on yeah. that social media, the news or whatever, any Twitter or whatever thing, you're just like, oh, totally. you know what I mean? Yeah. You almost don't yeah. want to look because you just want to get on with your day sometimes with that in blissful yeah. ignorance. Absolutely, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. The, the kids the other day in, in Texas. Yeah, horrific. Yeah. You know, the war, the war, for God's sake, the war. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to something happier. We don't want to take you down there again. (laughs) We're taking him down. We're getting these lyrics. He wants to get these fucking lyrics out, man. Take him down. Take him down. (laughs) Take me down. (laughs) So we'll bring your pizza around for you in a couple of days. Dominoes or something. And I'll take you down to hell with me one day. Trust me, boys. <laughs> oh, mate. We'd love it. We'd love it. <laughs> so a question we always ask is, um, what was the first gig you ever went to? Like, like proper, like big band kind of thing, you know? Probably it was back home. I mean, it's back home, it was it's Gibraltar, right? Mm. And it's only three miles by three miles, as you may be aware. Andy and these lot are from Gibraltar, so from the 500. Yeah. So we need... We, we used to play when we were kids, like we were like 18, 17, and we used to play like in whatever pubs there were, whatever, you know, festivals there were, tiny festivals, weren't even metal festivals. But to, to get, you didn't get bands coming in. The, the only metal bands was us. The, we were the metal bands, you know, like we were the Panteras, <laughs> the Metallicas, probably <laughs> in Gibraltar was a tiny place. But then um, obviously bands used to come to the south of Spain and I think the first one that we that I the first one I saw was Deep Purple, right? And I I, <laughs> I was about I must have, I was young I was about ten or nine or something like that. And I remember thinking, oh man, that sounds cool, the electric guitars and the distortion. And I was trying to find out what the distortion. I remember what distortion was. Why did the guitar sound like that? Because yeah. my uncle all played acoustic guitar, and there were flamenco players. Oh really? And um, I always thought, why does it, you know, I couldn't work out the difference, but nobody explained it to me at the time. I was listening to tapes and my dad put me, but my dad wasn't, you know, musically kind of, you know, he didn't explain things to me. Okay, this is because of this. He didn't know either. But then when I went to the show that my uncle took me, I was like, wow, the guitar, you know, from there, I just, it really hooked me up. It hooked me the distortion of the guitars and how amazing it sounded. Then from there I came back and I said I wanted to hear them on tape or something like that. And then from I went to I remember I was a little kid and then I went to the to the music shop in the only music shop in Gibraltar, which was I think at the time was called VJ or something like that. I went in, I said, I want something like uh big purple that have guitars like that, like crum crum. And um <laughs> then they gave me Iron Maiden and then I went from Iron Maiden, oh, I just wow. looked at something and I went straight to Slayer and I went straight to Venom and to just just heavy and heavy and heavier and then i think the second one was probably i think it was around 18 19 no 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 i was younger probably 14 15 corn and stuff and soulfly mm. when they passed through granada which is a bit more down from spain but um it was oh. more oh, when saw i saw corn and soulfly yeah sorry awesome. you saw corn and soulfly in uh in spain yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, you, you get them. You, you, put, you know, when they do a tour, you, you get them through the south as well. But it's not, it's not regular. You know, it, it is hit and miss, and sometimes it never happened for, 
for months or for years. And then because the, the band, you know, Corn was even knew themselves, I think it took them a few years for even for them to come in, you know what I mean? Mm. And I was really into, at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know, the new metal, you know, the, but really heavy new metal, really not the kind of weak, you know, I really like the really heavy stuff, you know, like when Korn, the first album of Korn or the first album of Slipknot. And then I went straight into death metal and stuff like that. Like, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a weird one having the first gigs because of this, where I was situated. But then I moved, I was quite young. I moved when I was 19. I left Gibraltar, came to London. I studied and then I did a band, which was Ted Mall. And then immediately I was, I was every week, you know, seeing bands in Camden Town. I, I lived close to Camden. I do live actually very close to Camden Town now, um, a few miles only. And um, I was going to see bands every single week. I saw everything there. I do pretty much every thrash metal grindcore band that probably exists. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was up in yeah. Camden the other day, actually, in the Black Art. Ah, uh, yeah. It was on, a, on a Monday night. My, my, oh. my, my friend's band, um, my friend's cousin, Black Orchid Empire, played played there. Oh, Black so we went, we went to see yeah, we went to see them. It's me, me, me mate's cousin's a singer. Yeah, it was good. It's a good gig. Yeah, I've heard that name. I've heard the name before of Black Orchid Empire. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're really I good musicians. They're not. They're not. They're not terribly heavy, but they're really. It's a really good. Yeah, yeah. Really I, good band, you know. I think we've played with them. Yeah, I think we've played definitely with them. Yeah, man, I can't remember. Like if when t- Red Method came out, I think I can't remember where it was. But definitely, yeah, we definitely played them. Nice, nice. Yeah. What about um, the first the first time you sort of got up and performed? What sort of age were you, and what, what band was that in? I was young. I was very young. I saw. I was. I did a band in school, and I, I named it Better of Dead. <laughs> it was like it was brutal. It was nothing as heavy as that in Gibraltar ever. <laughs> like um it was like uh it was grindcore, it was very grindcore, very death metal grindcore. Um yeah. Um the first time we performed it, I probably was in school, maybe like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Oh something yeah, like that. Quite, but then quite young then. <laughs> yeah, and then we started doing you know other shows we started doing i think it took until i was 15 to start getting like a something a bit more solid in gibraltar with you know better musicians that could play actually actually metal and not just you know hit their instruments and then but it wasn't yeah same same name of the band i think better of that and then i did other bands with other men with other people in gibraltar just i filled in for some guitar and i did i knew i knew i I was always going to leave Gibraltar. I was. I never took it serious because I, I, I knew what I wanted was to do metal one day and and mm. do something, you know, and go out. And even if I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't give a shit, if, you know, and I'm not here to become famous or I'm just here to for music to be my therapy. And if people yeah, enjoy yeah. it through, through 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 the journey, amazing, you know. And um, if I play big shows, amazing. And but that's the whole point. I do this for nothing more, you know. What I mean, and. Um, but I always knew that I always wanted to to go out and, and experience life outside, you know what I mean, and, and do something more for myself than just play. Because once you, you know, I didn't leave till I was not 18, 19. But by the time I was, you know, I started playing when I was 13. By the time I was 18, I already, I was bored to death in Gibraltar, just playing the same pubs and the same, you know, festivals. That yeah, I suppose there's not many places to play, isn't it? Yeah. 
but it's quite a brave thing to just leave your 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 country and 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 come to London, you know. But you you obviously, mm. like you say, you knew you had to. You knew you was always going to. It was just about waiting for that time, and then and then obviously oh. you never you never looked back, did you? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you know, I'm, I came here. I mean, I didn't know no one. I just know you knew my 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 cousin at the time was Stuart Cavija from Breed Seventy Seven. You know the bad Breed Seventy Seven. They were, too, yeah, they, they were at the you know at the time they were doing very well. Yeah, you know, and um, they, they were touring all the time. But I hardly saw him, you know, and I he, he, he I was. You know, I came in. I was like, "Shit, man! The weather! Oh my god! I can't feel the weather." <laughs> At the time, I had another go. I, I got, you know, an ex girlfriend. I kind of you know speaking over the phone with putting twenty p and fifty p and one pound. And like, oh, I miss you. Oh. And it was all kind of all stressful. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" It was the, the, you know this? Then I, I was trying to, you know, I joined the university. I just couldn't be bothered with the university. I was just <laughs> doing music, going to Camden Town, checking out all the bands, buying CDs straight one day after the other. And yeah, I didn't know no one, you know, slowly, slowly, I, I started to uh, meet people, you know, and I remember it was one time just, you know, just bored, just not bored, but just like, didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, this is a bit crap. I'm here by myself. And all that. So I started walking through um, Oxford, Oxford Circus. And there's where I met one of my um, best brothers, um, Luca Grandi, which is, um, he used to be in Ted Moore with me. And now he's, um, he does, this is endless with me as well which is like a death metal project with the drummer of Onslaught, Perry, and the guys from, um, they used to be in Dead Beyond Buried with a tour the lot back in the day as well with Immolation and stuff. And um, he was giving out little demos of Ted Moore. Like it was wow. the shittest little thing. Like just like CDs, like handwritten. It's like, yeah, it's like, you look a bit like you like metal. I'm like, yeah, I do. It's like, we're looking for a singer. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, perfect. I'm like, I actually... I can try and do some vocals for you. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I listened to it and I was like a bit like, I want something heavier. But then we started to rehearse and he started to come together. And um, we, he really, really grew, grew on me and it really, you know, put me to the test, that band really. You know I mean? Ted Moore, I think Ted Moore was the first really touring band that I had. We toured with God Forbid, with Dayside, Morbid Angel, like all sorts of, but, you know, back in the, all the way from 2000, and I think five all the way to 2011 or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's pretty it was, amazing. That touring with some of your, your favorite bands. At did the you time. play, uh, did you play at the underworld with God forbid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that might be why I remember, why I remember the name. Yeah. And Decapitated, we, we, we're all the time playing with Decapitated, Akakog. We, we were everywhere at the time, man. Everywhere yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 you know, I think Facebook just started and we didn't even bother. I mean, we didn't even bother putting pictures. We toured and we didn't put a picture up. And nobody mm. knows jack shit about it. The magazine people do. They all do. I live I live with Metal Hammer now. And they're constantly telling me, man, you need to bring back Ted Moll, do this, do that. Or let's do a, a journal because nobody's done a journal. Ted Moll, you guys never put anything up. You know, everything that you did was, was almost like lost. Again, like, nothing never existed. And we were we were constantly doing stuff. You know, we did download, we did bloodstock we did every festival you know we toured a lot man mm. so yeah and then i think yeah ted moore was definitely the first band that kind of went rock and roll full heaviness at the time <laughs> yeah and luca sorry and luca was a guitarist for ted moore so i he, i got introduced you know to him and then i think after that 
the first year when I m- met Luca, obviously we started to rehearse and then, you know, we were starting to go out more and I started to meet people and I started to feel a bit more comfortable, you know, but it took yeah. me a year to, to settle in, you know, like it's very different. The, the weather, the culture, and it was different to me and, you know, and I, I was younger at the time. I was 18 at the time. I saw, so yeah. I wasn't that old. Um, but I go used to it. And then I, I've never left. I'm now, you know, 40 and I still haven't left, man. Mm. <laughs> Do you love London? You're a big fan of London. I love, yeah. I, I like, I mean, I'm getting a bit tired of it now. You know, the, it's, it's just it's so full on, you know. My life is so chaotic because, you know, it, I, I work with children with very complex needs. And they are pretty much the most complex children in North London. They come to me excluded, you know, very bad backgrounds with lives and mm. family history and, and neglect, abuse, everything. They come to me and I, we almost like try and, you know, almost help them integrate them back into, into mainstream. So they're very, you know, violent children, aggressive children, you know, all sorts of children, you know, um, um, shut down children, you know, they don't talk, they don't, you know, it's very complex children. Mm-hmm. And I guess my work is very full on, you know, sometimes I have to restrain and then almost it, it reflects on my, on the, on red method as well, because a lot of, I think that in, in, for the sick, I, there's a track called cycle of violence, which is about London and about the, you know, how families just, you know, stay almost like, caught in this kind of cycle of of violence and you know it's almost inherited into the next generation the next generation and i saw the uh, lyric video for that today i was looking at oh that. yeah yeah that one like, yeah yeah, the, yeah. so the, the lyric so, video just explains a lot yeah yeah if anyone's listening yeah. have a look at that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah, it's, it's and, good mate really and good. um so yeah so basically that took yeah, my, my, yeah. So it's quite chaotic with my job, as it what it entails, and then obviously red method, <laughs> as it is, it's it pure. It's becoming carnage on the live shows, especially. Yeah. And um, so the only piece I get is when probably when I'm away from London, pretty much, which is rare at the moment. So I am thinking probably it's because I'm getting older. So um, I'm thinking of maybe just getting something a bit more, you know, isolated where I can just not hear any humans for like, yeah. you know, a few days, or at least I can go back home and I'm not hearing anything, no traffic, no, no craziness, no nothing. And even if I come into London to work, I just drive in through, you know, through roads, which is a bit calmer and, you know, more kind of countryside and all that more with the nature because, yeah, at the moment, it's just insanity. It's been insa- insanity for like twenty years. You can't get you can't get no peace, can you? <laughs> it's all right no, for it's... us. We we kind of dip in and dip out of London. He was up. He was well, just going up for gigs and then coming back out. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Is... That, that's that's perfect, man. That that's you see, that's what I want to do eventually. I think it's kind of weird because whenever I'm up there, I'm like, this is yeah, it is. It is like you just get out of the tube station wherever you go, don't you? And it's just like, yeah, bang, it is happening. Yeah. Like, I yeah. went to see uh, yeah. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, I went to see the other day, and it was just like that was at the Angel 02 thing. And uh, yeah, it was so full on, you know, and I'm just fucking in the weather spoons, there's people everywhere, the people outside, and just then you're in the gig, and you're like, by the end of the night, you're like, get me the fuck away from here. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, it's insane. <laughs> the next day I wake up, it's quiet. Oh, yeah, talk, talk, every day for 20 years? 
Good to see it. Totally, man. I need to, I need to get drunk to go into London pretty much each time. Oh, I get to get pissed on my brain. And it's not just, you know, the the the, the chaos and the magnitude of, of you know, the, the sheer amount of volume of humans crossing and this and that and that. It's just, it's, it's the violence. You know, it, it's, you know, I live in roads that people have been shot just outside my, my outside my house here. Mm. You know, they've been shot. The roads are being constantly shut off. You know I mean? Down the road, knife, you know, stabbings have killed youngsters. And it, there's always something happening. You know, it's, it's like, you do think of it, you know, like yeah. what happened to me. How, how how the hell have I have I got away with this? You know, coming back late at night, pissed with you know with mates and doing whatever. How you know? I've, don't get me wrong. I've been in loads of fights and I've been you know I've been mugged, tried to mugged off everything in the middle of the street. But you know, I, I consider myself lucky still because of of what it is, what London, the reality of London is, and probably yeah. I my um... I know. I know it a lot because I also because I work with these, you know, with children, you know, these with, you know, these certain um, people. Um, we are more aware of, of of the statistics of where the murders or where, you know, a lot of aggression is happening across London, you know, and that they actually tell us the statistics of the actual um, boroughs that are rising or, or, or coming down. So it's, it's a lot happening, man. It's, it's, it's too much at times. Do you have um, do you have like cases of children that you like completely turn around and you see like such a change in them, but it's like like a massive boost for you, like like um, like just like with your day job, like something that feels like proper fulfilling, like when absolutely, absolutely, yeah. you know, it, 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 and that's why I do it. That's the whole point why I do what I do. You know, um, I put myself through that. You know, some people say to me, you know, especially like you know observers that come in. Um, outside um psychologists and stuff like that you know and they're like how i don't know how you can do that you know like you know do what you've done today and it really what holds me most is like i went through quite you know a, a not from fam, from my family from you know because my family gave me all the love way too much you know love and they gave me everything mm. um i needed when i was being brought up but i went through shitty times of bullying and you know in school where um i was you know, a lot of things happen basically. And yeah. um, because of that, I think it almost, I need, I'm here to, to try and serve a purpose where I'm trying to help these children, trying to better themselves and get something more out from life and not just join a gang and then end up in jail or end up, you know, six feet, up, you know, sure. underneath. And um, it, 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 you know, out of, if there's 10 that, maybe i find it really difficult um if there's only probably there's only two that make it through well that is that is a big big change and a big big progress and that is what really gives me that kind of like you said a boost to be able to do it again and wake you know and continue doing what i'm doing you know no matter how bad it gets at times yeah what's the, what's the age no... bracket on the, sorry yeah. Bobo. What, what's the age bracket of, of the kids it's, it's usually from primary to secondary to early years second let's say pretty much from anything from year four to year seven something like that wow. and it's mixed they can be mixed, can you, be mixed. You, you know i mean i know like the, the the human brain is like a crazy like complex thing but you think about like a kid who's like you know six or seven like who, who can have those feelings and like these violent outbursts and all this kind of stuff it's crazy to think that isn't it 
Mm. And it's a commu- at the end of the day, it's a communication of their own survival skills, you know, and how, they're yeah. gonna, how, how they see the world and how they interpret the world and how what they are going to, because what, whatever they do, it's all about them trying to survive and what they've learned, not trusting adults and, and yeah. trying to almost, um, you know, sh- keep themselves regulated by if it's hitting or running away or, 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 or hiding or whatever it is that, that they're doing. And it's, um, it's quite, it's very interesting. You know, we look at neuroscience as well and we look at um, mm. trauma, the upbringing and, I was going to say, I'm I'm assuming like a very high percentage of these children, a lot of this stems from the parents. Would I be right in saying that? It's a hard question, that one, to really pinpoint exactly what it is. But Mm. you could say that, you know, it does stem from very early years, you know, from when the the mother is pregnant. And even if the mother is pregnant and, you know, the child is already hearing abuse shouting and, and and drug abuse alcohol and all that it's already starting to um you know almost shape those um, neurons inside our brain to yeah of shape course, of course. into into for them to survive in um in different ways when they when when they're older and it's, it's almost like you know the roots of the trees where you know yeah. they don't get don't put enough water on it you know they, they almost start diverting and going different paths you know and well 100 percent, you know and like you get children who are born with with like um who, who are dependent on drugs because they're because their mum was you know was an addict just when the baby was growing i mean it's crazy yeah. isn't it to think that, that yeah and, sometimes you think these children haven't they don't stand a chance but then there is people like you out there who want to help them which is amazing yeah yeah and yeah, then you look yeah. at I, I, how did that parent get there in the first place because yeah shit's happened to them they've, yeah. ended, they've ended up not absolutely just you're, you're absolutely doing, right. doing drugs for fun or whatever they just like become dependent they've they've had a bad time of it they and then they get pregnant and then like you say the cycle cycle yeah. of cycle it's, it's a cycle it's, it's there it's all there in the video isn't yeah. it? fucking there. it is it's, 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 it's very watch. interesting it's very interesting but very deep you know and then like, yeah, it, it stems from somewhere, you know, and it is from early years, really. And there's always a trauma there that, you know, not saying that every child is, is because, you know, they've had a trauma because, you know, some children don't, you know, I, I, I was, I was, and what they used to say back in the day, of, I was a naughty kid when I was a kid, you know, but I also had my, you know, insecurities and issues and here and there, but, um, it's when it's that deep and that profound, I think um, it stems from some, some, some sort of trauma that I could say that. Yeah. Wow. So we went deep. There's no doubt about it. Jeremy's um, he's a pretty real character. <laughs> <laughs> what you're reading right. is the real deal. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's go from like deep to like stupid. Okay. Ask the question. Okay. We like this question. We Everyone always, gets asked this one. We always ask this question because it's really goofy and we, we got, like we've got to do it. But you, <laughs> you've only got one song to send into space for anyone to potentially hear on any planet and in the universe. It could be any genre, any song you want, even one of your own songs, whatever. But you've only got one choice. Go. What is it and why? Oof, that's a hard one, eh, man? To be honest, <laughs> it's a really hard one for for me that because uh, it depends on 
It would be depending on your mood, wouldn't it? That's a lot of people say. <laughs> yeah, probably Hotel California. Oh, cool. Love no one's ever said that. Yes, awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. an epic, it's an epically long, brilliant song, isn't it? Yeah, if, yeah. if I'm traveling that long, I probably want something that makes me, you know, keep the darkness because of the lyrics and the kind of melody, but at the same time, make me smile a bit so I can ride that motherfucker <laughs> up in the face. <laughs> And when that's that song fun. runs out, you could just press play again and go again. <laughs> and go again. Yeah. So no, I think if they found that song out there, I think they'd be pleasantly surprised, wouldn't they? Are you a big, big, uh, big Eagles fan? And yeah, yeah, I like it. I quite they're like playing it. soon, aren't they? I think I heard on the radio today that they're playing in London. So. My missus is going to it. I was saying, my missus is going to it. She's like, "Do you want to come?" I was like, "No." <laughs> not doing, not doing, not doing another gig in London. See, for me, for me, you're only allowed to like the Eagles or Credence, and I'm a, I'm a big Credence fan. So <laughs> why not? I like both. Man, I love Credence. That, oh, he likes both. Is that it's really illegal? Yeah, so does Georgie. Oh, she yeah, likes that's both. True. That's true. She likes both. Well, a good choice. <laughs> good choice, man. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like the way he didn't muck around. He just. It's obviously one of his uh, favourite songs of all time. He was there. <laughs> What's your favourite album of all time? He's going for it now. Look. He's just going to outright quiz. He's just going to quiz you now. Yeah. Pro- probably I would have to say Slipknot Awa. Cool. Oh. It's a great album, isn't it? Yeah. It, it has everything that I expect from, from a metal band to have that. It's yeah. got the melodies, it's got the grooves, it's got the heaviness, it's got the fast. It's, it's just raw it's power. The spirit, just... isn't it? It yeah. was... Just... Yeah, it's just grime. It's just... For me, it was like, it was a massive step up. I love the debut, but it was like a massive step up. And it was like... It was, yeah. It was just me. insane, that album. Yeah. Christ, it's it's like, just another level. Not, now they've yeah. got like a lot of money behind them. And it's like, Jesus Christ, it really showed, didn't it? It's great, yeah. It's absolutely, I mean, the songs, you know, everything, the structure, the lyrics, the, 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 the riffs, the, the hooks, the melodies. The, it's just it's just outstanding. Sorry, but it is. It's just... A masterpiece. No, I totally agree <laughs> with you. But like, because it's so old now, like sometimes I, I suddenly I thought I think oh, I listen to Slipknot, and I've, I might not have listened to like I might have not have listened to that album for like a year or something, and I put it on. It's like putting on a pair of slippers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did, yeah, yeah I yeah, did. Totally. I did listen to that album this year at some point. I think it. No, there was a, a load of, of tribute. No, there was a load of tributes about him actually. Yeah, anniversary mm. of his death, unfortunately. Fuck me, what drummer and, 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 and that's that's what made oh, me listen to it. Again. My god, it's insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, insane. He was uh, he was just ridiculous. He was just on another level, man. Yeah. I mean, that album. Each time I play it, no matter how I play it, when I play it, just blows <laughs> the life away from me. Like Jesus Christ, man. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, go on. Lucky man. enough, lucky been lucky enough to see. Slipknot quite a few times. Yeah. The download. Yeah. We saw him headline Sonosphere mm-hmm. when that festival was around. Yeah, the the, the download yeah. headline. Yeah, f- like three or four times. I got mental. I, I got dragged into a pit by accident, nearly died. It was horrific. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. Over on the second stage over there was uh Zach Wild, Black 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 Label Society. Fuck your uh, mic's gone loud. I, know, sorry, I really wanted to see Black Label Society. So I stopped and I, I was like, you've either got to walk all the way around the back to get to the second stage or just walk straight through the crowd. So I started walking through the crowd as Slipknot <laughs> came on and it just fucking went mental. And I got dragged into it. And I, honestly, I thought oh, I was going to die. Oh, shit. That's, that's, that's insane. Do you remember that time I rolled my ankle? It's honestly. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell him who you were listening to, eh? 
I was in the Limp Biscuit moss pit. As as, <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> at Sonosphere. At Sonosphere. So I love them. And uh, my, I, I played like fo- Sunday League football for like 20 years and I like rolled my ankles a few times and I have like ankle, oh. ankle supports and my, when I play, there's just like socks with like little metal spines in them and it wraps it around. Yeah. You, you can't roll your ankle. I didn't have them at the festival, Sonosphere. I was just drinking. Oh, I'm going in the mosh pit, drunk, like Limp biscuit. My fucking ankle <laughs> rolled literally to a 90 degrees. Oh. He's at the side watching a few other pals we have. Just, all, all, all like just, sort of just watching, on the, watching on the side. And they just literally see me on my hands and knees crawling out <laughs> of the mosh pit. And I felt you got to help me up. Got to help me up. They helped me up and just like carried me over to the burger van, didn't you? Done for, absolutely done oh for. Oh my god, that it sounds went up like a fucking man. like an egg. He don't have a good track record with festivals. When Metallica played, his missus had to take him back to the tent and put him to bed because he was so fucked. Uh, I've done too many. <laughs> I've done too many Jager bombs. Yeah, and he made it for right, about four man. songs. Amazing man, that's the way it should be in a festival. Destroy yourself quick. Well, yeah. <laughs> when it's when they're a few days in. I mean, I'm really looking forward to downloading next year, but I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm going to be 45, man. How am I going to cope with four days? You know, I'd be dead by the end of three days, usually. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, no, you can, you... Fucking four days? No way, mate. I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to turn up on the Friday morning, like, no way. Like, three days at the Hard Rock Hell nearly killed me. <laughs> Honestly. But you're when you're sleeping it, you're on the fucking floor in a tent as well, man, and you wake up every day, you're like, oh, my back's fucked. Yeah, you're back. Jeez. Man, yeah, the, the for festivals is just insane. What, what's it like? Like, so you you're going like you get you're playing a festival and that you're backstage, you've got riders and all that. There's loads of other bands you're getting. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's quite uh, really. I can't really say on no. <laughs> yeah, everything that happens there, yeah. but um, yeah, we put it this way. Yeah, by the end of it, we we completely destroyed a lot of the times. A lot of the times, not not every, not every single one. It really depends what we're doing the next day. If we're staying on the festival, that that, that is it. it it's, it's, it's hell. It's it's literally yeah. We're talking to the Egyptian gods and all sorts, man. Like you know, <laughs> it, it, we go to the to a different dimension if we have to. Oh mate, I was saying, <laughs> yes. when, when we played that Bloodstock in two thousand and three, <laughs> like the backstage, we walked into like the backstage area. There was just like six or seven bottles of Jägermeister on every table. And I was like, have we got to pay for these? And someone, <laughs> someone was like, no, 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 just drink whatever you want. And we were like, what? And, and I wasn't driving back then. So I was like, <laughs> fucking A. And I, honestly, you know that stuff can fuck you up, right? I oh, mean, that stuff time, is yeah. evil. I just started drinking it like it was pints of beer. Well, it tastes too good, man. The Jäger, honestly. Just I'll tastes a bit what, like pop that, syrup. That show, that, that. That after show party, I can't remember much of it. <laughs> I bet. Oh, I remember shaking go. hands with the guy from Saxon. And that was about <laughs> it. I went I went backstage to download when A and oh, yeah. A and Stamping Ground and that played. They got us backstage. Oh killer. <laughs> me, Stamping me, Ground. Yeah, yeah, that, actually... was back, that was back in the day. That was well, I don't know when that was. What year that was. Uh, Stamping Ground played the main stage and we was backstage and not not fucking on the stage, AA platinum and all that, but in the backstage area that we got absolutely destroyed back there. And you, you know, sta- talking about stamping ground, uh, our producer is the guitarist of Stamping Ground. Oh, um, cool. Scott Atkins. Cool. Yeah, no of course. Yeah, yeah. No. 
Yeah, we know. We know. We're, quite, no, we're, we're in uh, South End. That's where Adam and that are from the singer. Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know Adam. He's a, yeah. such a great guy. But they all are. I mean, Scott yeah. is a good friend of mine, and and I'm a, and but Adam as well. Yeah, wicked man. Send send my love to him if you see. Him. Oh, we will. Yeah, do. Right. We will I did. Do. I saw him this year actually. That a little hardcore show down in South End. Really? Yeah. Tell yeah. tell him if you see him. I want to put a show with his new band. Apparently, he's got a new band. Yeah, on Red Method. Has, has he? I yeah, they're on. That. They're on Spotify, man. I can't remember what they're called. But they're tell me cool. this. I did not know that. They're worth listening yeah, to. They're yeah, pretty some, brutal. Yeah. My, my mate sent me something the other day and I was like, yes. But I think he's gone off from Facebook and all that social media stuff. I, I yeah. can't really find him. We'll, we'll yeah. tell him to contact you, man. He's, he must have yeah, your number, man. right? Oh, we, need Adam Adam here, don't we? we need to get Adam he, he got on my here. email too, man. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, tell we'll him we'll I want to speak to him. him. <laughs> 100%, mate. All right. Jeremy, we'll let you go, yeah? Been absolutely Bye, brilliant brothers. talking yeah. to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Amazing, man. We'll see and, you at uh, a gig soon. Yeah, let's hope we let's get a day ticket to that. Blood, come back, Bloodstock. We've come back a... to South End, playing South End again. We'll play with you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. We're gonna do. We, I think, you know, the the, the guy from um, Beyond Extinction, yeah, um, Casper. He he's he he wants to do something with us. He wants to put us there. So so. Oh yeah, they're, they're brutal, aren't they? Beyond, they're getting some yeah. good gigs at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, so. The first time we played with them was like was like their first show, I think, and they were just like mm. got like this massive presence going on. It's like fucking hell, where did that come from? But they're such lovely guys, you know. Yeah, they're they're good guys. Yeah, I like them. They they come to our shows and stuff. So. But yeah, we should we'll do something, man. The hundred percent in South End. One, I love that show, so we're gonna do it again. One hundred percent. Cool. Oh, that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Something. All right, brothers. Yes, Dave, it's been a pleasure talking to you both, man. Thank you, man. Thanks so much, show. Jeremy. Take care, love you, man. Yeah. Speak Thank to you. soon, pal. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>